I'd like to discuss something which uh, just came up yesterday when I was talking to someone, a really interesting point regarding taking responsibility for ourselves and what that means exactly and how does that apply to the work that we're doing on ourselves. Taking responsibility is something that I always stress. It's actually a very important part of the four steps of integrative processing. Taking responsibility to me means taking emotional responsibility for the feelings that are coming up, for my feelings that are coming up. It means not blaming, uh, basically, people or circumstances around us. It means understanding that the people that we're drawn to, the circumstances that we're drawn to, we're really drawn to these circumstances and people in order to bring up the feelings that are already within, that are latent within, that are stored in the subconscious. So the emotions that come up for us whenever we get involved in certain situations, taking responsibility or owning the feelings means recognizing that the feelings are already within, suppressed from some previous time, and that the situation that we're involved in now is just bringing up the feelings. Whether it's feelings of loneliness or anger or frustration, you can think how differently different people would react in similar situations, and that may give you an insight into whatever your particular reaction is in a situation. We always assume that there's a projection, that we're projecting our experience, projecting it from whatever is suppressed within. That's what I think of when I think of taking responsibility. I've seen that phrase misused or misunderstood, and that's really what I wanted to focus on today, is because it's so easy to misunderstand taking responsibility and to interpret that as a sense of blaming yourself. And blaming yourself is basically the same thing as beating yourself up for what you perceive to be mistakes that you've made or the negative experiences that you're going through. It's this kind of self-condemnation, this judgment about yourself that people often misinterpret responsibility as meaning. Taking responsibility does not mean blaming yourself. Just like blaming someone outside yourself is an avoidance of the feelings that are within. See, blaming someone outside of yourself is a mechanism that we use in order to turn away from the inner experience. And the inner experience is basically the feelings that are coming up in any particular situation. In order to turn away from that experience, which is the exact opposite of what we should do, in order to integrate and clarify and have the feelings clear, we almost instinctively, because the feelings are painful, we turn away from them without really knowing any better, without knowing that we really should open to the feelings in the right way to allow the feelings to clear. Turning away from them is accomplished through various mechanisms, and one of them is blame. When you blame someone else, you're no longer looking within, you're no longer taking responsibility, and the feelings, again, get suppressed. Blaming yourself is just a variation of blaming someone outside yourself. 
It's the same kind of blame dynamic. And this happens in the mind, uh, not in the emotional body. It's the mind that blames in order to set up the defense against feeling. And whether you're blaming someone outside yourself or blaming yourself, which is also called guilt, it really makes no difference. If you're experiencing guilt, if you look at yourself closely, maybe you could see that the blame that you're directing towards yourself, even if you're doing it in the name of taking responsibility, a misunderstood notion of taking responsibility, if you're blaming yourself, if you're experiencing guilt, usually that's done in sort of a self-serving way. It's done in order to protect ourselves from the deeper realization of the feelings that are behind the guilt. That may be a little hard to understand, but it's that blame mechanism being redirected towards ourselves. It's the mechanism of the mind. Once the mind locks into blame, it shuts off access to the deeper feeling areas. So being locked into blaming yourself shuts off and protects you from experiencing those deeper feelings. Now, taking responsibility is often talked about these days, and it's very easy to fall into the trap of simply saying, okay, well that means I'm no good, I'm responsible for what's happening to me. In other words, I'm blaming myself instead of blaming someone else. So blaming yourself may be a sort of a step forward if you've been blaming everybody else in the past. But it's still far from where you want to be in terms of your relationship with yourself. So being hard on yourself, judging yourself, condemning yourself, all in the name of taking responsibility, you're misapplying the concept of responsibility. Feelings are suppressed from previous times and these feelings attract events and people to us. And there's a sort of a predestination effect regarding these events. We attract only the kinds of events that correspond to the feelings that we're holding within. If we're holding in a lot of a lot of uh, a sense of loss, let's say a sense of insecurity, a sense of loss. What often happens is that we become compulsive about seeking material gain. Or in New Age terms, we become compulsive about seeking prosperity without really recognizing that what's motivating us to do that is the sense of loss or worthlessness or the feeling of being worthless inside. And that feeling of being worthless inside then attracts to us situations that confirm the feeling of being worthless. That's how it works. We attract the situation in order to, metaphysically speaking, in order to have the situation work on us, bring up the feeling. So we have no control really over our experience until we've released the negative emotional and feeling energy which is being held within, which is attracting the events. People in New Age circles often say if you simply change your beliefs, you'll change your experience. That's really a, a gross oversimplification. 
of what's really happening. It's not really your beliefs. It's really the feelings and the emotions that are behind the beliefs and that actually sustain the beliefs. It's those feelings and emotions that attract events to you. Feelings is where the power is, not in the thoughts. Thoughts and feelings are two different things. And beliefs are yet another thing. Beliefs belong to the intellect, another area of the of the personality. So, when you're locked into a negative emotional feeling that's suppressed and unconscious, hasn't been brought into consciousness, that unconscious energy is still going out and attracting experiences to you. And it's the kind of experience that's going to support the negative energy. You'll attract experiences in which you will experience loss on a material level, because that's what you need in order to bring up the feelings of worthlessness, insecurity that are already latent within you. So if you then blame yourself for your experience, if you say, I must really be a worthless person because here I am, I've done this thing again, I've lost more, I've lost more money, in the stock market. I've done something stupid, so I must really be worthless. That's, that's the wrong idea. That's that self-condemnation is just a mechanism. It's a conditioned way of thinking that we adopt without... We don't really understand what it does for us consciously, but we do it because it blocks the access to the feelings that are deeper and that are behind the whole situation. So I just want you to remember that taking responsibility doesn't mean blaming yourself or beating yourself up for what's happened. It doesn't mean that you were deliberately causing something that may be apparently bad to happen to yourself or other people. It just means that you've got these negative feelings inside that are attracting and manifesting these negative situations. So taking responsibility, view that as owning the feelings that are happening within you. Stopping, stopping thinking that it's something outside of you that's causing the feelings. Stop blaming things that are happening around outside of you understand that the feelings is within. Stop beating yourself up. Stop criticizing yourself. Stop condemning yourself. And then use a productive approach to work with the feelings. If you don't have the productive approach, either working with a, a counselor of some sort or doing a self-therapy approach, it's going to be very hard to get past the blame, the self-blame and the guilt syndrome because you have nothing else to substitute for it. Once you drop the blame and the guilt, just like dropping any other kind of addictive behavior, that behavior is, has been shielding you from those feelings within. Even though it's a destructive conditioned pattern to be immersed in guilt or blame, it still does shield you from the feelings. So if you stop it, you need some way to work with the feelings. And that's what I've written about, that's what I work with, that's what we're about when I work with clients. That's what you can do on your own once you know the approach. So, 
Last week we were talking about experiencing feelings, and I'd like to also continue that a little bit today, just the importance of experiencing feelings. Once you realize that you do have to work on yourself and that the focus, the major focus of your work is going to be emotional or feeling-oriented. There are different kinds of therapy. For me, the most effective kind of therapy in the way that I work is feeling-oriented. It's not analysis-oriented. It's not trying to probe into understanding why something happened or has been happening. It's more of working exactly in the moment, in the present, with the feelings that are coming up now and using certain techniques, using a certain approach to release those feelings as they come up now, as they're being brought up by your experiences. That's the purpose of your experiences. So what we do is recognize that the feelings are coming up, recognize that they have to be accepted and experienced, basically, in order to clear. That's why we have to experience our feelings. They were never really experienced originally sometime in the past, whenever that was, whenever your concept of that was, whether it's childhood, previous existence. Suppressed feelings get carried over from previous existences, come into this life as our karma, as our suppressed subconscious, and then start attracting events to us and influencing us in those ways. So in order to release those feelings, we have to move into a place of experiencing them. And the steps to experiencing are the first step is awareness, which uh, includes just becoming consciously aware of the feeling and also taking responsibility, as I just discussed. The second step is acceptance, means moving into a sense of no longer resisting or pushing away the feeling through all these mechanisms that we use, like blame, addictions, living in the past, living in the future, moving into a state of self-acceptance on an emotional level, and then moving into feeling the, the emotions and the feelings, experiencing the feelings. So when you're experiencing a feeling, it means just sit quietly by yourself and Usually what I do is uh, encourage people to enter a kind of a meditative state. It means just calming the mind and going into a place where you're now going to open to what's happening within yourself on a body level. The body really corresponds to the emotions, the trapped emotions, the suppressed emotions that we've been talking about are held in the body. And many people really don't focus on the body. Real, many people really have very limited body awareness. And that limited body awareness corresponds to a limited emotional awareness, almost always. And if there are certain parts of your body that are sort of blanked out, that you don't really relate to, that corresponds to a chakra, and all the chakras have different emotional characteristics, a certain area of your body that you're where you're experiencing emotional blocking. So it's important to go into the body, and that's the importance of body work, any kind of body work. Yoga is my favorite, but Tai Chi or anything else, anything that involves activity, becoming more conscious of the body, bringing you into the body, is a very important 
corollary to use in any kind of psychotherapy work. So what we could do for the rest of the show is, if you care to, I'd like to invite you to explore a feeling that you may have been previously rejecting and pushing away. Take any feeling that's coming up for you, anything you might want to work with. doesn't have to be the most traumatic thing that's happening in your life currently. Anything that's negative and that you want to resolve in a certain way. Realize that what's happening is that the circumstances that are surrounding the feeling are just happening for you in order to bring up the feeling. Make the assumption that what you're doing is projecting the feeling around you. That enables you to stop pushing away the feeling as if there were no reason for you to own it. See, that's why we often push away feelings. We feel that these feelings are not really ours or that there's really no need for us to have to put up with this kind of negative feeling. But that's, that's an error, as, I, as I've been explaining. So move into the understanding of owning the feeling, then move into a state of acceptance with the feeling, no longer pushing it away, or no longer shielding yourself from it through all the various behavioral patterns that we fall into, like workaholism, searching for security in relationships, searching for excitement. Anything we do that takes us out of the moment, which is where feelings are, anything that takes us away from our feelings is self-rejecting because we're moving out of our feelings at that point. So in your mind, you could just see, take a look at how you reject your feelings. What condition mechanism do you use to shield yourself from your feelings? It could even be creative work. And then look at the feelings that are right behind that kind of compulsive activity. Is it feelings of insecurity or worthlessness or is it a compulsive need for approval, which is based on the feeling of insignificance? Is it the feeling of loneliness in a relationship? Not wanting to be alone, the fear of being alone, or the pain of being alone. All these negative feelings become amplified and build up because we don't basically face them. And opening to the experience of them in a controlled way, in a protected way, is all you need to do in order to balance the feeling. So bring yourself a little more into the moment. You may want to close your eyes and take a few breaths, a few deep breaths in a regular way. The breath is very important to bring in additional energy, additional prana, as it's called in the East. I think of the breath as bringing in healing energy. And that's the visualization that I, that I use in sessions, visualizing healing energy coming in with the breath. 
and this healing energy has the automatic ability to go to a feeling and to neutralize, to bring this feeling into balance. But you still have to experience the feeling. But the way we do this is by experiencing our feelings on a lower self level. As you're coming more and more into the moment right now, as you're sitting quietly, I want you to start shifting your awareness to what we call the witness. Witnessing means just watching yourself, whether it's your physical body or your emotional self, watching those as if you were separated from them. Not necessarily outside of your body, but someplace separate from your physical and emotional body. What we're doing is breaking the sense of identification, enmeshment that we experience with our feelings. When we identify with feelings and when we're enmeshed with them, the feelings are largely unconscious. As you move feelings into consciousness, you're breaking the enmeshment, you're breaking the identification, and that's facilitated by cultivating the witness perspective, witnessing, just watching impassively with no sense of judging or condemning what you're seeing, watching from your higher self witness perspective, watching the emotions that are happening in your lower self physical body and emotional body. So we'll just take a few seconds and do that very quietly. You can keep your breath going if you want to. The breath also contributes to facilitating witness consciousness. And you can take these big breaths, big yoga breaths, where you start by inhaling your down around your navel, then you fill up next in your solar plexus area, and finally you fill up in your chest area. And then when you release the breath, you reverse that sequence contracting the chest, then the solar plexus, then the navel area. Keeping your breath going, just witnessing your feelings with no thought of why has this happened. Allow the understanding to come later as a result of the clearing and catharsis that happens when you move into acceptance and experience of feelings. Move into an experience of the feelings very gently. And then when you're ready, you can bring yourself out, bring yourself back to normal consciousness. This approach is all you have to do to balance feelings, to clear feelings. If you sit with a feeling that's recurring on a regular basis, every day or so, you find that after a short period of time, your feelings are changing. In the coming weeks, we'll go into deeper techniques that will enable us to clear feelings in a permanent and lasting way.